Say hallelujah. Glory to God. Isaiah 61. Go to Isaiah 61. And I want you to say, we are going to get in the Word. You said, I know the truth. The truth set me free. Amen. 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 And you will. Now, today we're going to talk about righteousness. And I want to make a statement about this subject. This is indeed probably the single most misunderstood subject in the Bible. You say, no. Oh, absolutely. When you bring up righteousness anywhere in any church in America today, everybody in church knows two scriptures. There is none righteous no, not one. You don't know anything else about righteousness, but at least you know that there is nobody righteous at all. We're all heathen from hell. And Paul's thorn. You may not know nothing else, but you know about Paul's thorn, and you know that you are a dirty, rotten dog. Because ain't nobody righteous, not anybody. And that simply is only true if you're a sinner. If you're not a sinner, he wasn't talking to you. So because of that, now, I'm going to read a scripture to you right now, and I'm going to tell you that the root of all your prayers being answered and being walking in health is not believing in healing. See, the, the disciples believe in healing. And there's people, they couldn't get healed. What's the root of it? The root of it is a lack of understanding righteousness. How you got it, do you have it, and what it is. Wow, you got quiet in this church. That's okay, you just get quiet all you want to, as long as you're listening. Isaiah, go to Isaiah, Isaiah. And we're going to read Isaiah chapter 61, 1 through 3. You ready? Yep. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. This is the scripture Jesus opened up in his own church when he stepped into the earth and he began his ministry. Isaiah 61 verse 1. He, he, he earmarked his whole ministry with this scripture. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. That would be you. He sent me to heal the brokenhearted, all of them, to proclaim liberty to the captives, the opening of the prison to those that are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. That's the year of Jubilee where all your debts are paid and you go back to owing nobody anything. The day of the vengeance of our God to comfort all who mourn, to console those who mourn in Zion, Zion is the church, to give you beauty for your ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness. The biggest problem in the earth today that God faced was your unrighteousness. That was the dilemma God faced. It's the dilemma 
you faced. Now, there's two kinds of righteousness. Number one, there is self-righteousness. That is a righteousness that you believe you're earning by being good. The scripture, there's none righteous, is for you. Now, the world we're living in right now, think about this for a minute. You get outside of this church and you walk up to someone and you say, hey, I would like you to go to church with me. No, 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 I'm pretty busy. Not only that, but I'm good. Are they? No. No, they're not. By the standard of God, they're not. At all, not even... But what are, they, what are they saying? I am earning my way to God by being good. Now we're going to get into this in a minute. We're going to get into using the faith message to try to earn your way to God, which a lot of people do. You've made it another works. If I just read my Bible enough, prayed enough, went to church enough, I could earn my way to God. That's a dilemma that all men face. How can you get where you need to be? You can't. You cannot. It's either a gift or you'll never get it. And it has to be a gift. Now, many of us have watched the war are watching it going on in, in, in Israel right now. What's it about? Well, it's not really about Hamas. It's not really about Israel. It's about a group of people who think the Jews are their problem. But they stand, but they can't earn righteousness. You, you can't die and shed your blood and become right with God. But they believe it. And they die and they go to hell. And, there's, and the virgins that are there are in the, are in the um, cage next to you, but you'll never see her. She's screaming too. Barna did a study once on the number of Christians in America, and they said 90% are not saved. 90. Now, we, two Wednesday nights ago, I did a I did a video of a Southern Baptist pastor who died and stood before God, and he had quite a revelation. God took him and kind of ringed him out a little bit and, and spanked him real good and sent him back, taught him about the devil. He said when he was, the 15 minutes that he was in heaven, 50 people out of 1,000 people dying went to heaven. He said 97 and a half go to hell. 97 and a half percent of people go to hell when they die. That's high. That's a lot of self-righteous people. When Jesus walked the earth, what was his number one problem with the Jews? Self-righteousness. We are righteous by law. So when Paul is writing in the book of Romans, and he said, there is none righteous, no, not one. He wasn't talking to you. 
He was making a statement because he, being a Pharisee, was trying to be righteous by law when he got knocked on his hallelujah on the road to Damascus and met Jesus. And he realized that all of my righteousness is as filthy rags. Now, let me, let me get graphic with you. You're saved by blood. Filthy rags is a minstrel rag. Your righteousness is, a, is you can't offer God a cotex for your righteousness. And that's what it says in, in the Hebrew. Now, I'm not, I didn't write the Bible, but I'm just going to tell you what it says. Don't come to God with your righteousness and think that that's okay. Not to God it's not. You don't offer him your blood in any way, shape, or form. So there is, there is, there is self-righteousness, and then there is righteousness by faith in the finished work of Jesus. All right, now, now go with me. Now, I, let, let, me, let me read something to you. I got your attention. Do you, have, do you guys how there is a point in the service where y'all are starting to lean in. That means you're listening. You know, listen to what, I'm going to read something to you, Two Kinds of Righteousness by, um, by Kenyon here. Uh, I want to read, I want to read because it makes sense. The man who fails to understand righteousness has no approach to God. Now, why I'm, now here's why I'm doing this. I'm going to get you today, if you'll listen, to where you're comfortable in the throne room of God. That's my goal, and I'm going to hit it. I'm going to get you to the place to where you're comfortable praying to a holy God, not ducking and hiding from him, and get prayers for impossible situations answered. Are y'all ready to go there with me? This is, I'm doing this for this reason. I want you to get over sin consciousness. And I'm going to have to preach on it and show you how to do that. Okay. God wants you out of sin consciousness. Okay. The man who fails to understand righteousness has no approach to God, sinner or saint. If you do not, if you're not, the, the, if you're not a tree, he made trees of righteousness. And the tree is a tree because of the root system. If you have an oak tree and it has no roots, it's only good for one hurricane. So the root system is the issue. So, so let me just, the sense of condemnation has given man an inferior complex that makes a coward out of him. People cower. When you walk up to a person and say, hey, go to church with me. Well, I, don't, I don't think so. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, no, I, I'm pretty busy. I'm not going to go. What are you dealing with? Sin. I'm not, I'm not walking into a church where y'all are worshiping God. Not me. Not me. Not me. But listen, quit inviting them to church and invite them to Jesus. If you have to get them saved outside of here, then get them in. 
But until you get them born again, you can forget church. They're not, they're not going to dare walk into a place where people are worshiping better God. And all of them are hypocrites, like me. Never mind. Have you ever invited people to church? You know exactly what I'm talking about. He feels, okay, the sense of condemnation given man an inferior complex that makes a coward. It robs him of faith in God, in God's word. Sin consciousness is the thing that's holding you in bondage. But you're going to get over it. He feels that he has no right to approach God. He knows he's not good enough to pray or have his prayers answered. If he does, it is a prayer of desperation. Man has a highly developed sin consciousness, a spiritual inferiority complex, a sense of unworthiness that dominates him. He's ruled by doubt. He has no sense. He has, all he has is sense knowledge, a folly that's incapable of finding or knowing God. That is the state of an unsaved man. When, you, when an unsaved man cusses, when's the last time you ever heard him go, oh, Buddha? <laughs> Buddha's no threat. Oh, Muhammad. Oh, Biden. That'd be a good cuss word, wouldn't it? Jesus Christ. Why? Because that is his problem. He doesn't understand it. You ready for me to keep reading? I'm going to read on. We're going to have one good day today. Can't read the whole book to you. I wish I could. A redemption that does not make a man righteous would be a fallacy. If the blood does not make you right with God, the blood is worthless. Say, I am right with God by blood. Now, we're going to go over this, and then we're going to go over the reason for you meditating in the Word. Let me, let me get ahead of myself. Y'all, can we get ahead of myself? How many of y'all have uh, or, uh, orange trees or lemon trees or grapefruit trees in your yard? Have you ever watered them? When you water them, what do you put on it? Say water. water. <laughs> y'all are deep, but let's. So the next time you water it, what do you put on it? Water. Water. Why are you keep putting the same thing on the tree? Because that's all it needs is water. Listen, confessing the word is not so you can earn healing. You're only taking the exact same scripture every day and watering the root of your life if you want to be righteous conscious. You've got to take water and you've got to, you're not confessing in order to become. The tree is already a tree. The orange tree is not going, 
I'm trying to get enough water to go from lemon to orange. And maybe someday I'll be a grapefruit. You're already a fruit. An orange tree is an orange tree from the moment it sprouts. You're the righteousness of God the moment you got born again. But what you're lacking is water. Take the simple scripture that you got born again with, Romans 10, 9, and 10, if I confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in my heart, God raised him from the dead, I shall be saved, I shall be healed, I shall be sozoed, for by faith I have been made righteous. Water the tree. You're not becoming more healed, but your tree may be starving for just plain old H2O. Okay, boy, I want to talk about this. Come on, I'm going to help us. Say thank you for helping us out. All right, like I said, I'm going to get you out of here today where you're, where you're righteous, conscious. Jesus did not walk the earth wondering if his prayers would be answered. I sure hope this works, John. I don't think so. The point that he's trying to make is to get you to where he is. To you know, I'm going in the throne room. I'll be out in a minute with the answer. That is righteous consciousness. Glory to God. Come on, Kenny, help me out. A redemption that does not make a man righteous would be a fallacy. Until a man is righteous and he knows it, Satan reigns over him. Now, would that be an important subject for the Sunday morning service? <gasps> Shandai, let's do this. <laughs> Until a man is righteous and knows it, Satan reigns over him. Sin and disease become his master. Say the church is messed up. But we're getting unmessed up here. Amen. The instant a man knows he's the righteousness of God in Christ and knows what righteousness means, Satan is defeated. He's only playing on your ignorance. I'll tell you what, I've been praying, I've been praying, I've just been trying to get a hold of God. What fur? <laughs> Thought you were a Christian. I am a Christian. And pastor. <sighs> and Satan's over there going, hey, you dummy. Sure I'm glad you quit going to Word of Life Church, aren't you? Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Now, and I'm going to tell you something. The devil don't like me. I hope you do. All right. All right. Sin consciousness can be identified as the reason for practically every spiritual failure. That's quite a statement. Now, I'm going to show you a book right here. It's called Two Kinds of Rations by E.W. Kenyon. Do you know that T.L. Osborne, probably the single greatest evangelist that ever walked God's green earth, won more people to Jesus than the whole, all the other people in the church combined? Been doing crusades overseas of fifty to three hundred thousand people, 
since 1950, just died a few years ago. You know what his favorite book was? This one. You know how he did everything that he did from raising people from the dead and seeing blind eyes open? This book. He got on TBN and said, Kenyon, this is my Bible school. Somebody ought to grab that and go. If Kenyon was his Bible school, maybe Kenyon should be mine. You could go to my Bible school because we use Kenyon's books to all the people who don't mind reading. Boy, I'm preaching pretty good, ain't I? Say, I am the righteousness of God. Now, you're going to say that in life more than just Sunday morning, but we got to get you going today. Amen. All right. If um, it destroys initiative of his heart, it gives man an inferiority complex. He's afraid of God. He is ever searching to find someone to pray the prayer of faith for him. When you are constantly looking for someone to get a hold of God for you, you have a sin consciousness and not a righteous consciousness. Now, you can get someone to pray for you for a while, but you need to flip that to where you are no longer sin conscious. Now, now, am I doing good so far? So far am I, I mean, I, I, I need a little amen, hallelujah, praise the Lord, thank you, Jesus. All right, all right. Now, go to Romans chapter 4. Go to Romans 4. I'm going to educate you if I can. What was it? I got to tell on you. What, are you. what did you? Lisa, one day we were talking about, she said, I'm educated. What did you say? What did you say? Tell me what you said. <laughs> and I went, it sounds like you educated to me. <laughs> a little twist of the tongue there, but that was cute. Intelligent. She said, I'm intelligent. I went, sounds like it. We all do that, don't we? Okay, Romans chapter 4, verse 25. Who was delivered up because of our offense and raised because of our justification? All right, powerful, powerful scripture. Here's what it literally said. We're going we're to tear it apart a little bit. When, when, when Jesus came to the earth, there wasn't anybody on the earth right with God. They were all dead in sin. They're dead in sin. When Jesus walked the earth, we saw the goodness of God, although you need to understand Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, Jesus is dealing totally with sinners. Now, a lot of people live in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. I'm going to say to you, Leave Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, go to the cross, go to Pentecost, and get in the epistles that were written for you. If you don't know the epistles, you don't know Bible. I didn't say you weren't going to heaven, I just said you don't know. Because Jesus, Matthew, he's dealing with sinners. I'm not the woman with the issue of blood trying to get a hold of Jesus' garment. That is a sinner woman trying to get a hold of Jesus' physical garment while he physically walked the earth. Oh, boy, I just 
All right, okay. And I know there's a song. If we could just get a hold like the woman with the issue of blood. That's fine, Rodney. But he's dealing with sinners. He's not. Never mind. Get a hold of Jesus' garment. I am Jesus' garment. Okay. I'm not going to bury you. So when he walked the earth, he, had a, we, there, he, he still had an issue when he got to the end of his life because he's, he's healing sinners, he's helping sinners, but he needs to deal with the thing that caused the problem to begin with, which is sin. And man is not just a sin. Now see, we, we, we've heard all of our life, well, you're going to hell for smoking dope. No, you're not going to hell for smoking dope. Chasing wild women, chasing wild men. Lying on your tax return. No, you're not. I'm not saying all that's okay. I'm telling you man doesn't go to hell for sinning. Because you were dead in sin. You can't walk in a morgue and look at a guy and go, if you'll straighten up, we'll let you out. Because he'll lay there and look at you real stupid and not say a word. Now, you understand that the world Jesus entered, man was not in sin. He was dead in sin. Sin killed his spirit man and separated him from God. Now, there's nothing he can do about it. Not a thing he can do about it. But when Jesus came to the earth, walked the earth, he went to the cross and the Bible said that him who knew no sin, 2 Corinthians 5, 21, listen to me. Him who knew no sin, Jesus, became sin. He didn't take your marijuana smoking. He became sin. God took all mankind's sin and poured it into Jesus. Now, God being a righteous God and God being a just God cannot ignore sin nor wink at it nor say it did not matter. It matters to God. But there was only one man that was ever born that kept the law and never sinned, and it was Jesus Christ. Now, let's go back to Christmas for a minute and the big fat guy in the red suit. First of all, he wasn't born in December. He was probably born in the spring because they got all the lambs out there making babies and whole nine yards. Anyway, never mind. So when you get to, when you get to heaven and they're not, they don't have Christmas lights up, do not freak out. <laughs> there are trees in heaven, but they're not. <laughs> never mind. How, now, what was I talking about before I got off? Santa Claus. Yeah. Not, okay. The, the point of Christmas was that in order for God to have a man to defeat Satan, he had to make a new one. Everybody else was in Adam, in sin. So there had to be, now he didn't walk the earth as God. Now I know you learned that in the Baptist church, Methodist church, Episcopalian Catholic, the Catholic church, they didn't teach you squat. But anyway, the, the, all the other churches, they, they, listen, I know they taught you that he did all of that to prove he was God. That's a lie. He did not do anything to prove to anybody who he was. He did everything he did because of compassion. That's called mercy. Amen. Now, he was merciful to people, but, but he had to be 100% man. Yes. Wow. That, that's, that means that Christmas is miracle time for God to take on humanity and step in the earth as total man. Yes. 
crazy awesome. Say how? Uh, I don't have any idea. But he did it. And he's still man. And he will always be man. The name Jesus is the name of a man, not God. So as man, he had to walk the earth. He had to keep the law. And he had to be perfect. And then the, when, when they took him and, 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 and the Romans che- checked him and the Pharisees, everybody checked They said, we find no fault in him. And then he became your substitute. And God allowed Jesus to look at you and say, I got your place. I got your cross. I got you. And God poured all of your death and your hell and your sin... On and in Jesus Christ. Him who knew no sin became sin that you might be made the righteousness of God in Christ. Now, when Jesus, now what it says right here, and let's go, he was delivered because of offense and raised because of justification. Well, that, that, you know, that, that, that doesn't, you know, we read that and go, blah, 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 blah. I don't, God, this is what God did. The moment God said, debt paid. He raised Jesus from the dead. The resurrection is proof God has accepted what Jesus did for you. Right now, you stand before God as righteous as God Almighty. You have Jesus' righteousness poured. He poured his sin in him and he poured his righteousness into you. And made you righteous in his sight. You're not trying to become anything. You already are. Oh, glory to God. Confessing the word is not helping God. It's your head that screwed up, not God's. How do you then become righteous conscious? By feeding on the water that I just preached because as happy as you are right now, this joy will be gone by nightfall. Because you have a highly developed sense of I ain't no good. And the only way you'll ever get over it is to constantly water the root of your life with what Jesus did, with what Jesus did, with what Jesus did for me, with what Jesus did for me. Some of y'all are scared to death to get happy. I'm going to tell you right now. <laughs> Romans chapter 10. Romans. Hallelujah, Shandai, glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. When the devil comes at you, never mind, let me just read it. I'm just going to read it. Romans 10, verse 3. They being ignorant of God's righteousness, the Jews, seeking to establish their own. 
97 and one half percent of the people on the earth are trying to become right with God by being good. Get over it. (laughs) You'll never make it. This is why you worship him and not yourself. Worry is self-righteousness. What am I going to do about this problem? Nothing, numb, nut, nothing. (laughs) I shouldn't have said numb, nut. I wasn't talking to you. Someone someone online. (laughs) You guys online, I wasn't talking to you either. I was talking about signing the church. Okay. (laughs) It's so good, isn't it? This has been the single most important subject I have ever studied in my entire life. When I began to learn this, it was like Satan fought me tooth and toenail to, to not learn this. Because I kept, who do you think you are running around? You're righteous, ain't you? Good God, you know, you ain't. No. I'm not talking about holiness. They being ignorant of God's righteousness, seeking to establish their own righteousness, have not submitted to the righteousness of God. Talking about the Jews. Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone who believes. Say, I believe, therefore, I'm righteous. Repeat a God. Moses writes about the righteousness which is of the law. The man who, who does them shall live by them. You either keep the law, all of it, and if you're going to keep it, you're going to have to move to Jerusalem. There's houses for sale in Gaza right now. Well, not really. No, there's rubble there. Let me see. Never mind. That's a bad joke. I'm just going to stay away from it. But the righteousness of faith speaks this way. Wow. Wow. Oh, this is so good. I can hardly stand it. Righteousness speaks. You got born again by speaking. Don't say, who's going to go to heaven and get him down here? I sure wish I lived when Jesus walked the earth. Well, he's not dead, darling. Never mind. Who's going to send to heaven and bring him down? Who's going to go down to the abyss and bring him up? What does it say? The word is near you in my mouth and in my heart. That is the word of faith. The word of faith. Kenneth Hagin didn't put that scripture in the Bible. The word of faith message is not a curse. It's Bible. It's how you got born again. It's also how you get everything else. Don't get saved by grace through faith and then earn your healing. That's wrong. That's wrong. That's pride. 
Now, now let me say this, because what I'm going to read right now, it, it's so easy, Adam. It's easy, easy. Now, I'm going to explain to you why sometimes it's not. Get a Jehovah Witness in a room alone and try to get him or her born again by faith. It might take you months, not because of God, but because of them. Are y'all out there? Did you go home? You listen to me? Get a Muslim off in a room and talk to him. Get a Jew off in a room and try to get him born again. Paul went into cities and, 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 and it took him sometimes six months in a city to get the Jews saved. They're so rooted in law. It's easy to get healed. It's stupid easy to get healed. Stupid easy. Unless you've been ingrained in me. I don't know what I'm going to do, but it's going to take us six months to get you healed. Wow. Well, I just said something really, really good. You walk into children's church, you get them born again in two minutes. You go to the Baptist church, you might not get them saved in six months. Definitely ain't get them filled with the Holy Ghost. Boy, I'm preaching good. So it, it, we're, we're not working on God's end of this thing. We're working on our end of it. So let, let me see. The word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. The word of faith, which we preach. If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart God raised from the dead, you'll be saved. Simple. Simple. Stupid, simple, simple, simple. The word sozo is the word saved. It's also the word healed, delivered. Everything comes the same way. If you believe in your heart, Jesus died for me. He bore all my sin. See, the root of sickness is sin. Not that you sinned, but because you are looking at yourself and not Jesus. His righteousness is why God answers your prayers. It's, it's his righteousness that got you born again. Why would his righteousness not get you healed? You mean I hadn't made all that? I'm reading all them books trying to get, you're not reading books to get anything except from being ignorant. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give an analogy here. Don't, don't throw anything at me. If you go to the county and you're building an apartment complex, you're going to build an apartment complex, and it says on there, put a sprinkler system in the building, and you go, No. I ain't got time or the money to put a sprinkler system in the building. And you don't do it. One day, someone's cooking with grease. It had to have been a southern woman. Or a woman from Jamaica. You never know. <clears throat> and fire starts in the kitchen. And the alarm goes off, and no water comes out of nothing. 
So you call the fire department, and they're outside with the big guns. Why? Because you didn't put a sprinkler system in, stupid. I'm going to come over here in case anybody wants to throw anything at me. When you get in trouble and someone's having to dump water on you because you didn't put a sprinkler, it's, isn't it a whole lot easier just to water the word on a weekly and daily basis than it is to wait until you get into trouble and have somebody call the fire department? Help me, Jesus! <laughs> When that happens, I want you to do this. Father, forgive me. It's my fault. I didn't put a sprinkler system in. I wouldn't have incurred this loss if I had only done what you said. Now, that's condemnation preaching. It's actually conviction preaching. Three quarters, nine tenths of Christians completely ignore God. Sunday after Sunday after Sunday after Sunday and get in trouble and call the fire department. <clears throat> How come God? Uh, sprinkler system. Did you put one in? Well, no, I didn't have time. Okay. Does that mean God doesn't love you? He loves you. See, y'all went real quiet. I mean, it's just, I'm, I'm trying to get you past that. If you'll just do this daily, Read a scripture on grace every day. And then say, I thank you that what you did for me was all that I needed to be born again and made righteous. And I give you praise and glory. And I give you glory and I give you honor. You are God and you are an awesome God and I love you. And I thank you that I'm saved and delivered by grace through faith, not on myself. It was a gift of God and I love you, I love you, I love you. Do it every day! <laughs> Y'all still love me. I'm, do, I'm, I'm trying so hard. To help you, I'm becoming a little obnoxious. Okay, I'm not trying to be. I'm not trying to be. Okay. <laughs> Hebrews chapter 4. Why did he do this? Oh, I never finished that. I want to finish that. Yeah, I think I did. I think I finished it. Let me see if I finished it. I got I to make sure I finished this scripture. If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart God raised from the dead, you'll be saved. For with your heart... You believe unto righteousness. Okay, before we go to the next one, go to 1 Peter 2.24. Go to 1 Peter 2.24. Can I, can, I, can I nail this down with you? Can we nail it? Can I just nail it down? 1 Peter 2.24. Y'all ready? With a heart man believes unto... No, that's Romans 10.19. I want 1 Peter 2.24. I'm going to give you... I got I to gotta be patient. It's a virtue. I said patient virtue. Okay. 224, not 51. Go back to school. Five is five. No, I'm picking on her real bad right now. She's hiding back there. Now, now, now the next time you confess this scripture, you're going to understand what you're saying. Himself bore my what? Sin. Sin. 
It's gone in his own body, on a tree, so that I, having died to sin, might live for what? For what? Righteousness by whose bruises I was healed. You're fighting from victory. Hey, devil, you listen to me, devil. Jesus bore my sin in his own body on a tree so that I might be made the very righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, by his bruises, I am healed. You're not saying I'm healed a hundred times to talk God into the notion, you goofy thing. You're talking yourself. You're reminding, you're bringing the word to God. You died for me. You died for me. You died for me. I don't have any sin. I don't have it. I'm forgiven. All sin is gone. Now, the devil will bring up every dumb thing you've ever done and even a couple of dumb things you did on the way to church. We're not talking about holiness. It's important. But whether you're holy or not is not the issue. God already knew you were a numb nut when he got you. If he, listen, you were a numb nut before you were saved. You got born again when you were a worthless, sorry, no good sinner. You got the greatest miracle you've ever gotten in your entire life as a total heathen based on his righteousness. How then shall God not with Jesus freely give you everything else? I don't have time to do it today. Why is a part of your prayer armor righteousness? Because without it, the devil will whip you. Look at what you did and how you acted this week. I can't believe you're even up there asking anybody to lay hands on you and pray for you. You sorry, good for nothing, dog. You ain't even been reading your Bible like you ought to. You ain't been praying in the Holy Ghost like you ought to. I wouldn't even get up there and have anybody lay hands on you. Who do you think you are? What are you dealing with? You ain't never got anything else because you were good. Why are you, why are you coming up because you're good now? The greatest thing you'll ever do is accept what Jesus did and walk in the throne room worshiping God for Jesus. Now we'll go to the next scripture. Where are we in time? Oh my God. Hebrews. Say, let's go. Hebrews 4. I'm excited. This has been, for me, the most difficult thing for me to learn, to approach God based on the righteousness in Jesus. It seems like I'm always wanting to help God a little. I didn't do so good this week. You get around people long enough, they'll tell you what a sorry dog you are. That's really coming from hell. 
All right. Hebrews 4. 14. Seeing then we have a great high priest who's passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, hold fast your what? What confession? That you've been made the righteousness of God. All right, I'm, I'm not going to, I want you to stay right there. I'm going to change to another scripture, and I'm not going to tell you where I'm going to go, but I'm going to read something, and I just want you to sit and listen and enjoy it. Knowing a man is not made righteous by the works of the law, but by faith in Jesus, even we who have believed in Jesus, that we might be made righteous by faith and not by the works of the law, for by the works of the law, no man will be made right with God. You know how often you ought to read that? Every day. You ought to read that every day. You ought to read that every day. In so much as for I through the law died to the law that I might live for God. I was crucified with Christ. No longer I who live. Christ lives in me in the life I now live. I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I'm not setting aside the grace of God. If righteousness came through keeping the law, Christ died in vain. Everything you have today good is because of what Jesus did. Don't help him. Just get excited about it. Just get it closer. No, back, back to Hebrews. That's the confession. The confession of how you got born again is what he's saying. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on to that. Hold on to that. Don't turn loose. That confession is not a means for you to earn healing. We do not, for we do not have a high priest who can't sympathize with our weakness, but he was in all points tempted like we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace in a time of need. Walk right in. Heavenly Father, I've come in here. I need to have a little talk to you. I am dealing with a situation. Now, I'm coming in here, and I'm going to give you praise and honor and glory, and I thank you for the blood. I thank you for the blood of Jesus. I give you praise for all you've done because you're a good God. You have saved me by the blood. Oh, thank you for the blood. Thank you for the blood. Thank you for the blood. And by the way, I need some money. I want y'all, I know y'all don't, there's people here who don't like Trump. Put it aside for a moment. What's, his, what's Trump's name, Barron? The son, Barron, okay. Barron. Father, I'm an unworthy Trump. But I need a new car. Son, thou art such a disappointment to me. Go ask your mother. Not, I mean, he might go, clean your room. You've been obeying. Maybe you need a job. I don't know, but something tells me that after the conversation, he's getting a car. (laughs) 
Say, I am. The very righteousness of God. Jesus is righteous. And he gave you his righteousness as a gift. You're as righteous as Jesus Christ. Now that destroys a bad self-image. Because if God loved you that much, that he would give you his righteousness, why would he withhold from you? Are y'all listening to me? This is probably, Kenneth Copeland said, this is absolutely one of the most difficult, Satan hates this. The church is ignorant of righteousness of God. They're ignorant of this. Let me see what else. I got one more scripture. Isaiah 53. Isaiah 53, and we'll close. I'm not done, but I'm out of time. I, I'm, I got a standard I'm giving you. I'm, I want you to leave today not in condemnation that you're not there. I want you to recognize where you are and have the mindset I'm going to become righteous conscious. You're not earning it. But you need to water the tree with righteous scriptures. Water your roots with the word. Water your script, your, your roots with who you are. What he did. Isaiah 53. Verse 4, surely he bore our griefs and carried our sorrows. We esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. He was wounded for your transgression. He was bruised for your iniquity. The chastisement for your peace was laid upon him, and by his bruises you were the healed. All we like sheep have gone astray and turned every one to his own way. And the Lord laid on him, Jesus, the iniquity of us all. I want you to say this. My sin is paid. I'm forgiven. I'm redeemed. God's not holding anything against me. That's powerful, brother. That's, and that just make you want to, glory to God, Jesus is Lord. Now, Isaiah 53, verse 11. And he shall see the labor of his soul and be satisfied. And by his knowledge, my righteous servant shall justify many. That's you. He justified you. He justified you. Verse 13 of chapter 54. All your children will be taught of the Lord, and great will be the peace of your children. In righteousness you shall be established. Righteousness establishes you. Now, everything else that we ever need to teach you. Now, now let me explain something to you. We're going to come in here one day and talk about living right. We're not nullifying righteousness. We're just talking about the fact that as a righteous man and a righteous woman, God wants you to mature. But that immaturity is not nullifying what Jesus did at the cross. You can't go on You're not fighting from defeat. You're fighting from victory. You're already victorious. 
That is the root of the faith message. What Jesus did for you. What he did for you is the root of the faith message. Not what you're doing to earn it by, by reading a hundred scriptures and praying in the spirit. Man, come on, y'all. Help me out. If you don't watch it, you'll turn faith into it works. I got to go read my Bible for an hour right now because I need to get a healing. Well, you Pharisee, you're going to add to the cross by reading the Bible for an hour, you crazy thing. You're not going to read the Bible for an hour and add to Jesus. Read the Bible about what he did and jump around your living room and get all excited. You say, well, then how do I get my healing? You don't. He did. By his stripes. (laughs) As I cough. By his stripes. By his stripes. By his stripes. I am the hill. I is right. He did it. 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 Woo! He did it. Glory to God. He did it. He did it for me. He did it for me. Ah, glory. Woo! How am I doing? Wake up right there. Wake up right there. This is help. I have problems hanging around people who don't do right. I don't like it. And I become very cynical. What are you doing? What are you doing? What that stupid thing? Okay. Wait a minute. That's not good. That's not what Jesus did. So when I get mad at Zach, the next thing I'm mad at is me. Daryl, you know better than that. What am I doing? I'm now beating me. There's no faith in that. I mean, I want to do right, and we should all do right, but here's what you do when you screw up. <laughs> work to do on, right? Not work on me. Yeah. We've got a lot of work to do on me. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. I sure love you, Jesus. I sure love you. Thank you for grace. <laughs> oh, no, I need it right now. Don't beat on yourself. Don't beat yourself up. Are you giving me a tissue, you sweetheart? You don't mind if I blow my nose on it, do you? I know it's a clean tissue. Does this help, y'all? What I heard that T.L. Osborne was still reading this book, I thought, oh, he ought to know that by now. You don't ever know it. The tree needs water every day. Every day. Every day. Lisa has learned when she sees me moping through the house. I have left my righteousness book somewhere. (laughs) You too. The biggest battle you're going to fight is trying to fix 
what he did. Boy, that's good preaching. There's a lot of things God wants to teach us. But until we're rooted, he can't take us on. Because we will turn obedience in, into works. And you'll become a Pharisee again. I'll tell you what, I live right, I tithe and go to church every Sunday. And these people come here, they don't need to come to church on time right now. Well, they're just numb nuts like you. Shut up. Give them some grace. Say this. I am his righteousness. Say, devil, you'll never take that from me. Now, we're forgetful. People, people don't, we don't have that good a memory. So God gave you places where you, we have Christmas so we can remember. We have anniversaries so men, you can remember what a wonderful woman you got. We have church so you can remember. You have a Bible. I don't want you to keep trying to learn new stuff. You don't need new stuff. You need to get rooted in old stuff. Okay, it's 11.58. I got two minutes. What do I do with it? Oh, Shondi, I'll just give it to Lisa. Say, this helped me. I watch people in this church, and I, I, watch, I watch you struggle. And I pray, God, help me. Help me, help me, help me, help them. Help me, help them. And sometimes I'm growing as you are. This right here is probably one of the most powerful things you'll ever hear in your entire life. Father God, thank you for this morning. The opportunity to walk in your church with your church, with your people, people you died for. You shed your blood for us, and you did all this for us. All I've done today is just read from the Bible what you did and remind us of what you did. And I pray that we would leave here today with a consciousness that you're an awesome God. You gave us a gift of righteousness, and you poured righteousness into us. And I pray we would learn today to live like this. It won't be easy. we got a lot of unlearning to do. But I pray that today many of us begin in Jesus' name. Let me share with you something I do. It helps me. <clears throat> I have Mark Hankins on an app in my phone about once or twice or three times a week, I'll plug him in. I, I, I don't, I'm not afraid to have someone preach me happy. And I'll sit and listen to him preach on righteousness and confession, and I'll get all excited, and, and then Lisa will get in my truck, and her and I will jump around scream and holler while we go get keto ice cream. And, and let me tell you something, and I'll just tell you a little secrets. Probably this week, this week coming up, I'll probably plug Mark Hankins in and let him preach me happy again by God. And I'll probably be doing this until the day I go home to be with Jesus. Use some wisdom. Stay around men and women of God who will keep your faith fed. Water the tree. Water the tree, Kenny. Water. We hope you enjoyed this message by Word of Life Church. We just wanted to let you know there's a lot more content on our website at wolapopka.com. 
from our YouTube channel to our podcast to our SoundCloud and many more events. We also wanted to let you know that we love giving you these messages. And it helps us too that if you would love to give to the what we're doing, it helps keep all these messages free. You can just simply go to our website and click the big give now button. Or you can text 407-955-5345. And remember, our pastor's vision is this. We grow Christians. So we thank you for listening and we'll see you next time. 